Hello everyone, I'm Carmen and welcome to the Rise of a Goddess podcast, a place where we explore all things femininity, feminine energy, intuition, and mindset. Each week we will discuss the many ways media, society, and the world around us help shape our minds to ignore our intuition and play small. Together we will discover how these elements become roadblock number one to rising to our full goddess potential. If you're ready to tap into your goddess energy, you've come to the right place. Now let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Rise of a Goddess podcast. I am your host, Carmen. If you are new here, I'd like to extend to you a very warm welcome. I hope you enjoy what you have to hear, and I hope that it has you coming back for more next week. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to say that I am incredibly grateful to each and every one of you. I especially have to send a big shout out and a thank you to those of you who sent me text messages, who chatted with me on DMs on Instagram, or who sent me messages on WhatsApp, letting me know that you listened in and that something resonated with you or that you enjoyed a part of a particular episode. And those of you that also gave me ideas for future episodes, this means so incredibly much to me. Like I said in the opening or the first inaugural episode of this, po- of this podcast, I wanted to create a safe space, an area in which all of us can talk, share ideas, and actually motivate one another to rise to our full goddess potential. But what does that mean? It means showing up in the world as the highest version of ourselves. And for some of you who sent me messages, you even gave me clear examples of certain parts of it where you said, oh, you know what? That part of one episode that you said this, I literally had to listen back and say, wow, I really did allow for society to kind of mask that trait or that capability of mine that is a, the very essence of being a feminine woman in society. So I have to say thank you. Thank you so much for giving me your feedback, for trusting me with your words, and for inspiring me to create these episodes. Those words and you telling me how much you enjoy it literally gives me that fuel, that fire for me to come back here and record a new episode for the following week. So again, thank you. I am incredibly grateful for you each and every one of you. So before we get into this week's episode, I have to say today is Monday, but 
yesterday I would have flown out to Puerto Rico. So while you are listening to this episode, I am spending some time helping out my mom in Puerto Rico. So I am, while I'm recording this, I am incredibly looking forward to spending time in the sun. I tend to get um, that winter sadness, the winter blues, because in my part of the geographical United States, it's the Northeast, in New Jersey, it is cold, it is gloomy, and we very rarely have bright sunny days. And when we do, it's not like we could really enjoy it much because we have all of these coats on and usually it's coupled with very low temperatures. So yeah, going to Puerto Rico is something that I was very much looking forward to. So um, I'm sure while you're listening in, just send some very warm thoughts to me in Puerto Rico and I'll let you know what the trip was like next week. But um, this upcoming trip and some instances or events of the past week inspired this week's episode. This wasn't an episode that I was planning to record. Um, This is an episode that life inspired me to record. Now, as you can see from the title, the title is The Importance of Forgiveness. And you might think, hmm, how does that couple into goddess? Well, it couples in in a very major way. Because in order for us to inhabit or show up in the world as our true goddess selves, we need to be very aware of our emotions, of how certain interactions with individuals will inhibit us from showing up in the world as the highest level of of ourselves. And that sometimes when we hold on to anger, frustration, or resentment, that can poison our soul. So as you all know, I am a huge advocate for quotes. And for me, words are so very important. Probably the reason why podcasting and writing is a very big deal for me Because I think with words, we can kind of inspire one another and heal one another. So I found two quotes that tie in very well to today's episode. The first one is by Albert Einstein, the OG. It says, to forgive is not to excuse what the other person did. It's to prevent their behavior from destroying your heart. When I first read this quote many years ago, my mind was literally blown. I was blown. It was just poof. Why? Because it literally, word for word, shows you what anger and resentment and 
frustration can do to you. When you are angry with someone, when you hold on to resentment, you're not hurting the other person. The only person you're hurting is yourself. Why? Because this other person is still moving on with their life. They're still enjoying their life. They're going through life not worried about you being angry with them or you being resentful to them. No. And it oftentimes, and in many cases, many cases within my own family, they don't think they did anything wrong. And I'll give you an example. When I was growing up, I grew up in a house with two siblings. My brother, who was almost four years younger than me, and my sister, who is about, yeah, she's nine years younger than me. Now, growing up, we lived in a two-parent household. Um, My stepdad worked as an interior decorator, and my mom, at this time where I'm going to illustrate this story, she worked at a courthouse in Brooklyn. We lived in the Bronx. So this meant that my mom would have to leave an hour and a half early before her start time in order to get to work. Now, what made this a little more interesting for the greater scheme of things was the fact that my mom worked at a courthouse where her job was to call and make sure that the, quote, participants, which are people who have committed petty crimes and were convicted and sentenced to community service, she would have to call them. This is a time before cell phones. She would have to call them and make sure that they were up and ready to go to their work site. This meant she had to show up at work at 7.30 in the morning. So if you do the math, that means she was leaving the house at six. My stepdad would be leaving the house at about probably six, 6.30. He worked as an interior decorator. His office was in Manhattan. So he would have to go there first and then um, pick up the materials. He dressed windows in people's houses. I mean, he even did Madonna's house at one point. But um he would leave early. So what does this mean to three children left at home having to get ready for school? This meant that the oldest in the house, which would be me, had to make sure that her brother, who is in middle school at this time, and her younger sister, who was in elementary school, was up and ready to go. Now, as you know, a child in elementary school really needs a lot of assistance in getting ready. But that doesn't mean that it's any easier with the middle schooler. A boy who really loved to sleep. I would wake him up and I'd have to go back and wake him up two or three times. It got to the point where I would just grab some water in a cup and throw it at him which would ensue a whole rage because obviously he didn't want water. Who wants cold water thrown in them in the morning? But um, hello, I need to get ready to go to school too. 
It's not like I'm staying home after you guys go off to school. Then I had to get my sister ready. And my sister has very curly hair. And I had to make sure that she looked good. And I need to make sure she looks good. My daughter can vouch for that. I'm not one to allow someone to walk out the door looking like a crazy person. So um, I had to do her hair. And this meant a fight every morning. When, of course, if you have to untangle the hair, you're pulling on the hair a little bit. And she's raging like, you're not my mother. You're not my mom. And I'm like, I understand that. And I used to be so sad because I didn't want her to be angry. I didn't want her to be upset. But there was nothing I could do. I needed to make sure that she was done and ready to go in time for me to get her to school and for me to walk myself over to my high school. So the first few days of school, when school started and my mom was working, um, she would leave to work. I would have to do this and I would always get late to school. So I had to speak to my counselor because I, I was always a straight A student, some Bs from time to time, defend, depending on the subject, but primarily a straight A student. I had to go speak to my counselor because I was arriving late to first period every day. So after the second week, I think I went over to my counselor and I told her, listen, I really am having a hard time getting to first period class because I'm making sure that my brother and sister are ready and going to school because my mom has to leave at six every morning. And she looked at me with very sympathetic eyes and said, that's okay, Carmen, I could drop you from that class. However... It's English and you need eight units of English in order to graduate. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Because here I am, I mean, halfway through my high school career, how am I going to get two units of English in at one time? And they didn't offer the two units of English at the same time. So that means that let's say it's English five and English six. They offered English five in the fall and English six in the spring. I asked her, what do I do? And she said, the only thing you can do is sign up for night school. You heard that right. I had to sign up for night school in order to make sure that I graduated on time. Night school was at probably one of the worst high schools in the Bronx. For those of my friends listening who know Roosevelt High School, yes, it was at Roosevelt High School at night in not the greatest area of the Bronx. So, I mean, what could I do? I had no other option but to go to night school so that I could make sure that I arrived at school on time. So now I would go in from second period to eighth period instead of the first, and then I would go to night school. So 
I began doing that. I went to night school, I got an A, and I continued on with my school career. Now, I say this because I could have been that child, and mind you, that's only one event of many that I went through as a child. Um, You know, because when you're a teen, you're a child. That was one of many events in which I, as a child, had to take on the responsibilities of an adult. My sister and I have had this conversation many times before where we have talked to my mother about that point in time. And for my sister and I, we both felt that the right thing to do would have probably been, once that topic was brought up, say I'm sorry for putting so much pressure on you as a child. But she didn't see it that way. And it's funny because I just had that conversation with her today as well, with my mom. And we were discussing something with her mom where she said that her mom, she was the second oldest, her mom put all these responsibilities on her to watch her younger siblings and her older one because my mom was the more responsible one. So my grandmother forced her to look after her siblings. And the way she said it today was funny because she was there like, yeah, and you know, just like you, you did the same thing. You had to watch your younger siblings. And I had to remind her, well, mom, that's not something I wanted to do. It's something I was forced to do. And something that really traumatized me as a child because here I was not really being able to be a child and having to be responsible for two other human beings that were not my children. And she says, oh, but, you know, it made you stronger. And I sat there and I thought, well, did it? Yeah, it did. But I didn't have any other choice. Did it prevent me from doing certain things? Um, Like maybe, I don't know, dating guys that I wasn't supposed to and um, coming out pregnant. Um, Yeah, that may have been a big reason why I was like, oh, heck no. I don't want nothing to do with boys at this age. But um, I don't think she got the point. Like she didn't really understand that that wasn't something that should have been done. But on the flip side, I can understand that it was the only thing that she knew. And I think that's important for us to remember when we are talking about forgiveness. Sometimes when we forgive someone, that person doesn't think that they did anything wrong. But you're forgiving them so that you can let go of the pain that you had in your heart and move on. Doesn't mean that it washes away what they did. It just means this pain that I had here, 
and this person that caused me the pain, I'm going to let go of holding on to that poison that has been poisoning my heart for this long and move on. It's not going to change the past. Holding on to the anger is not going to change the past. It's already done. Nothing you say or you do to this person is ever going to erase what was done to you. So with that, I thought about that and I said, you know what? I've let go and I've made peace with a lot of the things that transpired to me because for me, peace is my number one priority. I have my husband to thank for that. I feel that once I met him and once I understood what it was to have a person that made sure that you were okay. I'm not saying a person that makes you happy because only you have that power to make yourself happy. But a person that allowed me to feel my emotions and to be able to know that there's someone there that cares about my emotions. It helped me. It helped me in finding peace. And it actually allowed me the space to begin unpacking all of the things that happened in my past, all of the times that I had to kind of step up and be the responsible good girl daughter And it allowed me to see clearly what is it that I wanted to change about myself and about how I would approach parenthood. And to my husband, Michael, who I know will probably listen in to this episode probably many, many weeks later. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that sense of peace. Because it's something that very many people need in order to flourish into the better versions of themselves. Not saying that the person's not at their good point, but now they can become even better. So this leads me into another quote. Da, 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 da. Yes. You will probably hear a lot of quotes in my podcast because they really do serve as excellent learning tools. So the second quote is by Buddha. It says, those who are free of resentful thoughts surely find peace. And this is so incredibly true. Because you can't be at peace with yourself or with others if you hold on to resentful feelings. That, those thoughts, those resentful feelings, those resentful thoughts 
will trickle over like a cup being filled with water and you should stop at the top no it just keeps going and over and it spills all over the table and it wets anything and anyone that's around it it's hard to find peace no matter how hard you try no matter how much sage you do in your house and you know smoke the house with sage no matter how many times you meditate no matter how many times you talk to the moon or go to a therapy session if you hold on to that resentment it will make sure that you never find peace so again when you forgive someone you are not erasing what they did because the past cannot be erased it's already there it's written in time it will never go away it's imprinted in you it's a life experience that either you cave under or you learn from and you magnify the lesson and move on to teach it to others so to make it even simpler to understand, you can do one of two things. You can allow the anger, the resentment, the pain that you experienced in the past to trickle down into your present and into your future, or you can cut it right now and decide today I am not going to allow this to affect me, but not only just me, I'm not going to allow that pain, resentment, and anger that I have towards the things that happened to me in the past damage my relationship with others. Because when you are in a state of resentment, you are always in a constant state of fear. You're always thinking, okay, what is this person going to do or say to make them or make others love me more, love me less, so to speak? Or what are they doing? They're, they're kind of like brainwashing this person because how is it that they can possibly continue to talk to this person knowing how much they did to me and that's no way to live you want to be able to say okay i'm forgiving this situation and moving on and looking to brighter days if it's a person that you can't really see yourself ever having a relationship with that's fine that's completely fine and you don't even have to tell the person to their face that you forgive them what you have to do is say i forgive the situation it has no control or power over me anymore and i choose to move on and when you move on, you don't think about that situation over and over and play it like a hamster wheel in your head. You allow it to just be.
something that happened in the past and that's it. So yeah, um, this week's episode was, like I said, inspired by recent events, which, you know, I hope that with time, the person involved does choose to go in the route of forgiveness because the person does have a very beautiful, loving and giving heart. And I hope she understands that we can't control anything that's beyond our power. Nothing that we do or say can change the past. Nothing that we do or say can control a person's actions. The only person's actions that we can control is ourselves. And with forgiveness, it just helps so much to literally see that we're tired of giving our power away to people who probably will never understand the pain or the anger or the resentment that they've caused us. And, you know, like I said, you can choose not to interact with the person, especially if it's a person that's very difficult. This goes for anyone listening. Um, If it's a person that's very difficult to communicate with or that you find it kind of triggers you to be a person that you don't want to be, choose the high road, not for them, for yourself. Choose to not engage and choose your peace and your happiness first. If it's a person that you feel that you can communicate with, with boundaries, exercise your boundaries exercise them. I mean, I know that they, there are certain things that may trigger me. Um, not to the point where I lash out, but that it makes me feel bad or it makes me feel a certain ways about myself. It makes me go back to that little girl that I was growing up. And when that happens, I have my, my boundaries. I say, okay, you know what? This conversation is stopping right now. Let me exit. And usually, I would say nine times out of ten, it works. And you move on. But in order for, to find peace, you have to become friends with forgiveness. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a very raw one and one that puts me a little bit out of my comfort zone only because I don't really enjoy being very vulnerable, um, which is probably a, um, I guess, a spillover from being the adult as a child having to be strong and you know you don't show your weakness 
But um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it resonates with someone. It sparks that thought of, you know, maybe there's someone in our lives that has, that still holds power over you because you haven't forgiven something that they've done. And hopefully it sparks that ability in you to offer yourself because you're not offering the person, you're offering yourself forgiveness for what happened and you let it go and you're ready to make peace with it and move on to bigger and better things for you. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you come back next week and I hope all of you have an amazing, wonderful week. Thank you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.